Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. (laughs) FBI Radio. Welcome Jack and Andre. Today is the big day. The Oscars have started and how are you feeling about it? Mondo Trasho, Mondo Trasho, Mondo Trasho, Mondo Trasho. It's the 50th anniversary of Mondo Trasho, John Waters' film, and that's how we feel about the Oscars today. I don't, I don't get the reference, but I love that. I love that you made one. We are going to, re- we're going to get, come back to that point later on in the show. But how do we feel about the Oscars, Jack? I'm going to throw over to you because you know me, I'm indifferent to the, towards the Oscars, but I do love a good party. I feel like this year the Oscars have been such a like total train wreck mm. that they could just be the most enjoyable ones we've ever seen. Totally. Um, perfectly fitting that we found out that the Oscars were just uh, an excuse to stop people from unionising in exactly. the film industry. That's why we they were that, created. We covered that last week. Um, We've got a huge show today. We're going to be talking about... We're actually talking to the director of Vox Lux, and we've got five double passes to give away. So we thought that you should text in, what is the biggest Oscar snub? And and what is a snub? Good question. For those who don't know, because I don't know, a snub is any miss-out, mistake, cock-up, or rejection. It's basically something that wasn't nominated and you thought should have been. For example, Kate Berlant, Best Supporting Actress in Sorry to Bother You, wasn't nominated. So insane. Maggie G for Best Actress in Kindergarten Teacher. Actually, and then every single film about a queer person starring a queer person. (laughs) Right there. Text in the biggest Oscar snubs to 0409 945 945. And if you're an FBI supporter, we're going to give you a double pass to go and see Vox Lux. Now, I want to get into movie news, but first I want to go to a track by Kendrick and Scissor, All the Stars. Now, why did you pick this one? Well, we picked this because as part of movie news, Scissor and Kendrick won't be performing All the Stars, which should be the Best Original Song Award today, sorry, Shallow, Mm. for Black Panther. Mm. We're going to get into it very soon. Let's take a listen to the track first. Movies, movies, movies. Mornings. Movie news. Okay, Jack and Andre, what is happening in movie news? So, I probably shouldn't be revealing this, but I heard from a little Tweety Bird that the cinema in Melbourne, the cinema Lido, the owner of that cinema, has bought out the Randwick Ritz, which is officially the hardest name to say, Randwick Ritz. And Randwick so, Ritz. Randwick, Randwick Ritz, Ritz in Ritz. Sydney. So, Lido bought Randwick Ritz, and from that we can expect some more eclectic and experimental programming and curation, though Lido is famous for some foreign films and some out there choices, so we can say bye-bye Stanley Kubrick retrospective in Sydney. Bye-bye St- Steven Spielberg retrospective. And uh, hello 70mm screening of Barbara Lodden's classic Wonder. How did I know you were going to say Barbara Lodden? Mm-hmm. Um... But everything else I think we've got in the news is to do with the Oscars, which are famously happening right now. If mm-hmm. you didn't know that, I don't know where you've been. It's been on literally every paper and every news feed for months. Talk about the design of the Oscars. Okay, so the design of the stage, which is something that some people really fixate on, is sort of a crystal cloud design this year. It looks kind of like Venus's shell. It's got no straight lines. It's kind of the queerest stage for the straightest Oscars ever, mm. um, except for all the straight people nominated for straight roles that will be receiving them underneath. Truly, truly, truly. There'll be 40,000 roses. Uh, It's going to be kind of bonkers because they have to make up for the fact that they famously don't have a host thanks to Kevin Hart's homophobic tweets. Instead of going to that, let's talk about something else. Scissor 
and Kendrick will not be performing at the Oscars, as we previously stated. My theory was that it's because uh, their song that's nominated, All the Stars, had a video clip that was claiming to have plagiarized from a Liberian. We didn't claim it did. That plagiarized from a Liberian artist, um, Lina Iris Victor, and uh, she lost her court case against them, right? And they and she she sued Kendrick and SZA, and she lost the case. And now Kendrick and SZA are nowhere to be found, and they're not at the Oscars, so there could be some shade happening. But any of the nominees who are thinking about that and kind of upset at the fact that SZA and Kendrick won't be performing the best song nominated at this year's Oscars will probably stop thinking about it the moment they get their $148,000 gift bag, which is filled with free phobia sessions, THC laced chocolates, VIP memberships to weed clubs, CBD treatments, cannabis facial moisturizers. Have we got something lined up that's a little bit similar for the Smack Award nominees this year? Uh, I don't know specifically, (laughs) but hopefully we can get someone to sponsor. Since when do the Oscars do party bags? I'm so jealous. They've always done party bags, Andre. Have they actually? Yes, they've always done party bags. How else can you get them to come? And they say the Golden Globes is the funnest party in Hollywood. (laughs) Now, Cienzo's text in with her biggest Oscar snub. Woman directed and focuses Mm. film in general, but also Harry Potter films for best score. Love oh. myself some Hedgewig's theme. Were they never nominated? Hedgewig's I guess themes. once the first score was done, you could like they just kind of redid it, right? Anyway, Spe- I don't know. Speaking of female-directed films that were snubbed, Miseducation on Cameron Post. The Rider. The Rider. You Were Never, you were never really, really Here. Agnes Varda's Entire Life of The Tale. The Tale. Yes, The Tale. I mean, I want to say Claire I mean, Denis. it wasn't directed by a woman, but she shot lots of it. The MIA documentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jerry in Redfern texts in saying, Spunky Bradley Cooper was snubbed for directing a star. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Spunky Bradley Cooper. <laughs> is making spunky. that feminist text about himself. Mm, uh, come truly, on. Truly, truly, truly. What a... I love that... There was a joke. I'm stealing it completely from Aubrey Plaza. Was it Aubrey Plaza or was, was it Aubrey Chelsea Pla- Pirelli? It was Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, where she's just like, Bradley Cooper's the only person in the room with 99 versions of A Star Is Born and thinking he's the one who dreamt the idea. <laughs> Something like that. You're listening. Something along those lines. <laughs> this is Movies, Movies, Movies. We're asking you to text in your biggest Oscar snubs. And if you're a supporter, we are going to give you a double pass to go and see Vox Lux, mm. which we have an interview with the director of coming up mm. next after a track from... From Sia. Mm. But first, before we get to this track from Sia, can you explain what happened with this interview? Yes, so Jack and I organised an interview with Brady Corbett, the director of Vox Lux. Is that how you pronounce his name? Corbett, I think. Corbett. Like Corbett. And after many cock-ups, we finally sat down in the phone booth and we're like, okay, Brady, we're on the phone to Beverly Hills, we're going to have a chat to you. And then the FBI equipment just completely roasted on us and crumbled and fell to bits. And so we had we conducted the interview and then listened back to the audio and it sounds like total caca. I knew you were going to say caca. Oh my God, Jack, you're so predictable too. But that's okay because you fixed the problem. We fixed the problem in the most ingenious way by getting our gorgeous cinema girl, Lily, to come in and re-record his voice. But The point is... The point is, uh, sponsor FBI, we're not supported by the government. We do all of this for free. Mm. We love bringing this premium content to you. Mm. And we will literally get up at 6.30am on a Saturday morning like we did to get this interview and then have it throw up on us. So if you aren't a supporter already, please be a supporter. It's a great reason. Help us get the equipment we need to bring you the great content you love just go to fbiradio.com slash support and if you are a supporter you can win fabulous prizes like tickets to Vox Lux which we have for anyone who's a supporter who texts in their biggest Oscar snub to 0409 945 945 now we're going to get into that interview with Bradley Corbett Corbett. Brady. Brady, Brady. Brady Corbett. Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> as, perf- as performed by Lily Bennett. <laughs> but first here's a track from Sia. This is Clap Your Hands. Movies, movies, movies. 
Clap Your Hands by Sia. Who did all the music for Vox Lux? A new film by Brady Corbet, who Jack and Andre got an interview with on very dodgy equipment. We're going to have a listen to that now and the genius problem solving that came from it. This is Movies, Movies, Movies. Interview with Brady Cooper. Uh, Corbet. <laughs> okay. But that's what this show is about. It's about rebirth. How many of you have cried yourself to sleep at night? People have been trying to take me down for years. But I won't stay down. Thank you so much. It's been a total fuck storm here in Sydney. I'm Jack. And I'm Andre, just so you can recognise our voices. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. No problem at all. Brady, I guess what I wanted to ask, what the main entry point for the, for this movie is going to be for a lot of Australians is Sia. So are you cool talking about Sia for a little bit? Of course. Okay. Why was Sia someone that was perfect for Vox Lux? First of all, my initial instinct was that with my screenplay, we needed nine or ten original songs for the film. I knew, of course, that the movie would not be made for 50 million, so I, I needed to create an entire original pop soundtrack, which is something that is labor-intensive and very expensive. And so my first thought was to actually try and collaborate with one of the pa- famous pop factories, you know? And one of the production companies that churn out 10 or 12 hits a year. The only reason I hadn't sat with a pop star was because I didn't know that many pop stars that completely write their own material. Um, and there's also the fact that I couldn't imagine a pop star taking time from their busy schedule to have me put this together. The only person who would probably try is Sia. Not only does she write her own songs, she also writes music for many other pop stars. So I love the idea of working with someone who has a famous uh, for their own body of work as for being, you know, someone else's writer. And I felt that it was a great way for the soundtrack to represent more or less the full spectrum of pop music in the last 20 years. We wanted some pop songs that had, you know, uh, a bubblegum influence, and we wanted other songs that had an EDM influence. And so to my surprise, I got an affirmative kind of quickly. You know, we couldn't have made the film with without our participation, especially looking back. It seems so naive of me that I thought that this was something that, you know, I would be able to pull off relatively quickly. <laughs> and because, you know, without her, we would uh, um, we would have had access to producers and vocal producers and the session musicians and everybody that is involved in making the songs sound like they sound. That's so cool. So I feel very fortunate. I think the movie wouldn't exist without her participation, honestly. Can I just say that I'm from Adelaide, so I have this personal connection to Sia, knowing that she's like a hometown girl. Also knowing that her stardom went in a similar trajectory to the film. A lot of her music was about trauma and was a lot more personal. I don't want to say it because became disconnected from her, but it does sound like she just sort of churns out hooks. Like she knows how to do it really quickly. And that seems like a similar trajectory to Celeste in the film. The thing is, she is wildly, wildly prolific. If this is the language that you speak, it becomes about constantly reordering, restructuring, restructuring, you know, it's about adjusting the pattern, which is, I mean, there are more complex patterns in classical music, but it's the same principles, you know, some people just speak the language. I, for one, do not, you know, you know, I I can bang on a guitar, but that's about it. Sorry, my phone is buzzing off. My daughter is on winter recess. Uh, she's just dying to go back to her school and hang with her friends. Oh, my God, that's so cute. How old is she? She's four years old. She's going to be five this summer. Aww, oh, my God, that's so cute. Nice. 
Jack and I noticed that there are a lot of films that feature Sia's songs that have come out recently, and we kind of think that she's sort of like a secret ingredient in movies. But Vox Lux is the first time she's had a lot of creative input in a film. Why do you think Sia's music is so cinematic? And also, why the hell hasn't she been nominated for an Oscar? You know, it's such a shame. With a film like this, which is quite radical and it's sometimes quite confrontational, you know, it's just political. It's a political thing. And sometimes those politics favor a film and sometimes they don't. And it's just the nature of the beast. I can think of dozens of examples of people that could have or should have been nominated for all those prizes over the course of their careers. But, you know, she is still very young and I think she's got time and she'll get it for the next one. That is Jack and Andre catching up with Brady Corbet, the director and filmmaker behind Vox Lux. As performed by Lily Bennett. <laughs> Oscar winner, future Oscar winner. <laughs> now, what happened there was the equipment had a bit of a fluff and they got their dear friend Lily Bennett to reread the answers that Brady Corbet was giving out. A token American friend. Totally. <laughs> We're still going to release the whole interview, the whole 20 minutes with Lily Bennett's performance uh, on uh, on the podcast. And we're asking you about Oscar snubs today because we have tickets to give away double passes to Vox Lux, which I think you guys really rate, right? Yeah, we write, like, just as a discussion piece in and mm. of itself, like, yeah, go piece, see this instead piece. of watching the Oscars. Mm. Or go watch it tonight. So if you want to go see it, just text in who's been snubbed at the Oscars this year, who mm. has been left out, who should have been nominated, yeah. who should be winning. 0409 945 945 is the text line. Now we're going to find out what's going on around Town. Sydney Spotlight. The hottest venue to show anything cinematically related is Pink Flamingos. And Jack, there is a hot queer event happening uh, under the moniker of Filmmaker Social. Is that right? Yeah, QPIG's LGBTIQA plus Filmmaker Social at Pink Flamingos, which is a great cinema warehouse in Marrickville. If you haven't been there before, check it out. They show really cool sort of B-grade movies from the past, mm. C-grade movies from right now. Oh, and that sounds like my kind of vibe. It's so good. This time next week, you should be planning to head to the Queer Filmmaker Social. It's next Monday night. Mm-hmm. And we're letting you know now so that you have like a week to submit a film if you want to show it. It doesn't matter where you are in your career, if you've never made anything before, if you think about making stuff, or if you've been making it for like 40 years. Yeah. It's like an ageless, timeless place. And this year is the best time to go to Pink Flamingos because, as Jack and I said before, Mondo Trasho turns 50 this year, the first film by John Waters who created trash cinema and gave birth to Pink Flamingos is my impression. Absolutely. So spend your time this year going to Pink Flamingos and supporting the underground film scene. It's where it's at. It's what's happening. It's what's hot. Now, it's- is this is this uh, filmmaker social at Pink Flamingos? Is that a ticketed event? Ooh. No, it's free for everyone. I- Submit a film. Show your film. But it's it's entry by donation. So bring some cash. Be generous. Mm. People who run it do it out of the, their hearts. It's a dungeon. It's the best place to see something. There are chains on the ceiling. They've got insane grey old chairs from like an old theatre, I think, mm. in the Newtown Theatre or something. You feel, really cool. you feel like you're in a sore trap. And then also, if you want to go for something a bit more bougie, a bit more upmarket, you can go... But also free. You can go to the Art Gallery of New South Wales and see their Neon Gods curated selection, which is a huge season of Cinephone films. And if we just you, found out that... Are you cin- saying, what is Cinephone? We just found out that Cinephone is um, films in Chinese. Yeah, films in Chinese language. And that's happening at the Art Gallery of New South Wales following an icy and thoughtful Russian cosmic future season, which was amazing. But now we're going to be getting hot and sweaty. Mm-hmm. 
Very, very cool. So, Neon Gods at the Art Gallery of New South Wales. Free screenings. But make sure you get in early. Like, book online or go an hour early because it's so popular now. Sometimes you can miss out. We forgot to mention some of the hot names that are going to be showing films. We've got Ang Lee, Tsai Ming Liang, Hu Xiaoxiang. It's all happening. Very exciting stuff. That is all we have time for today on Movies, Movies, Movies. Aww. Thank you so much, Film Lords, Jack and Andre, as always, for coming in Thanks and giving us, us all the hot goss. And also, if you're wondering where the reviews are today, it's the Oscars season. It's Oscar Day, so film critics get a day off. Yes, but you can always check out the at movies underscore movies underscore movies underscore Instagram for all the reviews. Someone actually messaged me on the Instagram today, I won't name them, saying... Is this movie good in response to Vox Lux? And it's like you're literally messaging on the Instagram where the last review is of Vox Lux. So if you're ever thinking how we feel about something, go check it out. Yeah. The answer to the question, read the review. <laughs> read the review. <laughs> okay. That's all we've got time for. <laughs> Congratulations, Jerry and Sienna, for texting in and winning double passes to go see Vox Lux. We'd love to hear your reviews. You can text them in next week for us. Thank you again. And still to come, Julia Jacqueline is joining us for a chat about her new album, Crushing, and a live song at 11.20. Stick around for that. This is Sports Bra with Survival. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.